we're back. Hello. We're back. We're Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is Peter. Hi. Welcome to Funk Radio. In 2019, the future. In solidarity with the uh, government shutdown, we here decided to also shut down Funk Radio for about a month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's our excuse, Uh, sure. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, President Trump wasn't paying us, so we decided we're not going to work. We're kidding. Nobody pays us. We we don't have any money. Wouldn't that be funny Uh, if this was a government-funded podcast? Like NPR or whatever, kind of, sort of? Um, Yes, it would. Although... I think that would cause some conflict of interest between uh, the government and our Pop-Tart sponsorships. Um, uh, hello. So we are going to talk today about headphones. Which you may or may not be listening to us on. Hopefully you're listening to us on so you're not annoying people around you with our voices. See, if you weren't listening to us with headphones, then this would be really loud and annoy everybody. <laughs> uh, quick thing, so I guess I'll tell the uh, listeners how we came into this topic. Uh-huh. I was curious if there was any interesting history behind the uh, the technology of the common 3.5 millimeter jack that is used by pretty much all headphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out it's not actually that interesting. <laughs> Uh, for all the information there is about it. I will say it is a lot older than I had expected, which is kind of interesting, but yeah, I, so I was, I, I told you, well, I guess that's kind of a wash. And you said, well, why don't we do an episode about headphones in general? And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And here we are. I was going to say, uh, not to, uh, let all of your research go that you went on, that you did on the 3.5 jack. Uh, when was it first invented? Oh God. Um, geez. Put you on the spot here. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm trying to remember what I told you. I think it was 1870-something. Damn. And I guess they were actually originally developed for uh, telephone switchboards that operators used to use back in the day. Oh, that makes sense. Well, that actually ties in a little bit to what we're about to talk about, um, because the uh, technology for headphones was actually derived from telephone receiver earpieces because it was the only way to uh, listen to the electrical audio signals coming through telephones. You know, like those... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know those really old... When you see, like, old period pieces and you see those phones where it's like a little cone that you hold up to your ear? Yeah. I guess headphones are kind of like holding two of those up to your ears. Yeah, I mean, obviously that was mono or whatever, but, um, yeah, basically... Headphones are like exactly kind of like taking that and just putting it on both sides of your ears, I guess. The funny thing is actually some of the original headphones were um, a single, a single earpiece. So for those of you that don't know what headphones actually are, because you're, uh, from the past and very confused about, uh, present day technology, um, they're a pair of small loudspeaker drivers worn on your head over the user's ears. And, uh, and they're driven by electroacoustic transducers, which is fa- fancy witchcraft magic for tiny speakers, hmm. which convert an electrical signal to corresponding sound. I just hit my keyboard for no reason. And basically, headphones allow a single listener to listen to audio privately as opposed to a loudspeaker, which emits sound into the open air for everybody to hear. 
Yeah, I mean, so, I would think that the technology is largely the same as normal speakers, um, just a lot smaller. Yeah, pretty much. I'm sure um, there's some things that are different. Yeah, the original, like original headphone design, because it was based off of um, telephone listening cone things yeah is actually slightly different than the modern design that we're used to now but i'll, I'll get into that in a little bit oh, okay they actually were first successfully developed in 1910 by this mormon dude named nathaniel baldwin he actually made these original headphones by hand in his own kitchen and actually was commissioned by the united states navy at the time to build them you know before world war one and he actually sold 100 pairs to the Navy and hmm. became modestly successful from that. Um, That's interesting. But because these original headphones that he designed didn't have any sort of, uh, I guess, cushion on the earpieces, um, they were actually re- really uncomfortable to wear for long periods. Since our, we are an audio uh, program, I can't actually show you guys pictures of these headphones. I was just about to ask you, do you have a picture that I I can see at least? Let me send you the link to the site that best shows all the old. Oh, okay. Okay, click that. You can listen to me clicking it, listeners. Oh, wow, those look kind of scary. I don't yeah. want to put those on my head. The funny thing is that now that you mention it, now that I'm looking at a picture, it does look like they use something sort of similar to a 3.5 jack. And they even have yeah. a braided cable. That's a, that's a luxury in modern headphones because now it seems like, you know, you put any pair of earbuds into your pocket and they come out mm. tangled in four dimensions. Yeah, they look kind of weird, huh? So I will say that considering that they were the very first pair ever made, you can tell that the basic idea is there. Mm-hmm. And it's really not too far off from what they still are today. So that's pretty impressive. I know, right? It's pretty sound. It's it's It has a headband. It's got the two ear cups. So these were basically, yeah, the first, like, semi-successful headphones designed. And this was, like Peter said, 109 years ago. So they pretty much went fairly unchanged until basically the 30s, um, before World War II. Surprise, surprise, a German company uh, made leaps and bounds in headphones technology at the time. And there was a specific company called uh, Bear Dynamic. They developed a the first what's called dynamic headphones. Now, this is kind of where I talk a little bit about what we were talking about earlier when head, headphone technology changed. Uh, dynamic headphones use a driver that's actually a miniature speaker, whereas headphones before this used an armature type of headphone that uses a driver similar to what's found in hearing aids. So oh, it's a little bit different, yeah. <laughs> I guess we won't go too far down the rabbit hole with how each of those is different, but uh, I imagine that the dynamic technology would have more audio fidelity. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. From what, yeah, from what I read, when I just kind of dug a, a little bit more into that, um, both of them have the ability to produce good sound quality. It's just that dynamic headphones kind of opened the pathway to like stereo technology oh, okay whereas armatures are more uh they're a single channel basically that's why a lot of times people wear hearing aids in one ear uh, you know there's a little bit of a connection here with an episode we did not too long ago mm-hmm. 
uh, about the difference between stereo and mono. So I guess we could consider that to be kind of a skew off of this conversation if uh, if you listeners are uh, interested in that. Well, and the whole concept of stereo audio is that, I mean, conceptually, it's supposed to sound more realistic or like um, spatial with things, different things coming from the left and the right. Mm-hmm. And um, really, I think headphones is where that comes into play the most. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously with speakers and with, you know, 5.1 surround sound now, you can get that more dynamic, dynamic sound. But I I feel like you're right. I feel like headphones kind of spurred the creation of that sort of stereophonic sound more than, say, speakers did. Because you could more directly tell when something was coming in the left or right channels. But yeah, basically this this German company, Barodynamic, they developed the first dynamic headphones that, that they called the DT48s. Uh, which, funny enough, were actually produced all the way up until 2012. So the brand or the model? The model <laughs> from 1930 something to yeah, I'm sure they probably altered them a little bit, but yeah, they basically produced that model from the 30s all the way till 2012. Huh. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I looked at a picture of these. They actually do have some sort of cushion, but it doesn't look like it's um like leather or cloth or anything. It looks like, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It's like gum. It almost looks like those old style like ear uh, ear headphones that like pilots would wear in like World War II or something, which probably makes sense because they were developed before World War II. But Barodynamic, because they're German and hashtag Nazis, um, had to shut down production during World War II because hashtag Nazis. They, and they ended up resuming production in the 1950s and came out with a new model called the DT-49, which became much more widely popular than the DT-48s because they were used in, uh, things called Plattenbars, which are basically German bars with records. So a bar where you can go listen to records and drink. That sounds pretty cool. Right? Yeah, that, I mean, I didn't really go too in depth into that, but that might be worth a research, uh, down the road is like different ways, different countries allowed people to like listen to music in public, you know? Mm-hmm. In fact, in uh, the word discotheque, it came from the French word, which is similar to a platin bar. It's a place where people would go to listen to records. Mm. So yeah, they came out with a newer model called the DT49. That became much more widely popular, but this this brand, Barodynamic, basically developed the first mass-consumable headphones that people could use for listening to records or phonographs or whatever the hell they did back then. And then they, yeah, they were basically the standard. It was them and the other German company, AKG, which is also still around, uh, were basically the two standard, standard bearers um, up until the 50s when this... Cheesehead from Wisconsin named John Koss developed the first stereo headphones in 1958. So it oh, wow. how so long. Stereo headphones weren't even until. Yeah, basically, yeah, 20, 20 something years after these, these bare dynamic headphones. And the first pair of stereo headphones that he developed were called the Koss SP3s because they were, you know, stereo mass producible. Uh, their impact was huge. They basically brought stereo, like like you were saying before, Peter, to uh, you know everyday record listeners. Listeners like you. Basically, his whole thing was he was tired of the sort of 
headphones that were more designed for radio communication and aviation hardware, hence what I was, where I was saying the Barodynamic headphones were often used by aviators. He was a lover of jazz, and he basically wanted to make a headphone that was just designed for listening to music, not designed for any for other purposes. So, so before, sorry to derail you here. So no, I guess good. before this, parallel to the development of headphones for recreational purposes, I guess they were also pretty big in uh, industrial. Oh yeah, aviation. Yeah, I would think yeah, especially I mean, with the advent of uh, warplanes. I mean, because World War One, that's when that started to become a thing, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I would think at that point onward, that would become a pretty important thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if you think about it, uh, before World War One and before World War Two, headphone technology was advanced by the ne- necessity of military. <laughs> As are many things, I guess. Yeah, um, honestly. But yeah, basically up until this, this cost guy was around, uh, headphones, you're right, were basically used mainly for telecommunications, um, military, uh, what do you call it, uh, switchboards for telephones and shit, um, operating centers, and were kind of secondarily seen as a device for listening to music. So yeah, this this guy, John Cost, wanted to upend all of that and basically said, I want to make a headphone so people can listen to music at home, you know, without disturbing other people, because up until then, basically record players that did exist basically in the 50s were pieces of furniture and they had big speakers in them so it was more of like a what do you call it like a uh, an experience you share with other people it's not something you really do in private unless you're just in a room alone by yourself maybe he had a really bad taste in music and everyone was (laughs) sick of hearing his shit and he was like fine maybe he only liked listening to polka so yeah basically with the advent of these cos sp3s as the use of records uh, increased, obviously so did headphone use, to where Koss basically dominated the headphone market in through the 60s and 70s. Mm. Uh, even <laughs> They even came out with, like, what do you call it? Like, band-sponsored headphones, like the Beatle phones, <laughs> which basically just had their faces on them. Uh, well, God knows there was probably a million different things that had the Beatles printed on them. Yeah, it's funny. Basically, the logic is that headphones exploded in the 60s because as young people started listening to popular music, they needed a way to do it privately because their parents didn't approve. That generation gap, y'all. Yep. Gotta wear those headphones and rebel. Yeah. So, like I said, Cos basically crushed it in the 60s, but their dominance started to wane as other... uh, Headphone manufacturers started to crop up, such as Philips, Onkyo, and Sennheiser, all of which were still around. They started to kind of come into play to come out with affordable designs that looked good, sounded good. So, basically, the 60s was kind of like the initial headphone explosion. Everything changed in 1979, so we're going to say the 80s for uh, simplicity's sake, when Sony came out with the... MDL-3L2, which was the model number of the headphones that came with the Sony Walkman. You know, uh, I uh, interrupt really quick. Yeah. Another thing I had been thinking out loud about with you um, when we were talking about this topic originally, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of know that the age of listening to music personally um, took off a lot more once the Walkman became a, a thing. 
Oh yeah, because I mean that. I mean that was a revolution for several reasons, with uh, headphones just being one of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, headphones went from basically being just a way for you to listen to your records at home, privately, to an absolute necessity because of the new portability of music. It's kind of hard to, to overestimate how or underestimate, sorry, how much the Sony Walkman kind of changed the game in that way. So because all these Walkmen came with these uh, Sony headphones, now I, I'll describe them, I guess. I, I'm sure everyone's kind of seen some variant of it, but the headphones basically had these little, almost like, I don't know, like foam or styrofoam cushions around a thin band that plugged into the Walkmen. So it basically made what were initially kind of these bulky, slightly cumbersome things you wear on your head into something that's so light that you probably, you know, forget you're wearing it, like sunglasses. That's a good um, point. What was the model number on those again? MDR-3L2. Uh, that's one thing about Sony. They're not known for their creativity and naming shit. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. I've seen ones like this before. Yeah. Yeah, they really just have that cheap, thin layer of black foam. Not really, uh, not too cushiony. I was going to say, think of the headphones that Star-Lord had in Guardians of the Galaxy, basically. I think that was actually a Sony Walkman, I'm not sure. Like an old, like a later uh, model. Might have been, I don't remember. So yeah, in 1979 these came out, completely changed the headphone game. So yeah, I mean, I, w- I would guess that they weren't the best in build quality, or, or even uh, sound quality. Exactly. They were basically the air, the Apple earpods of, of their mm. day. They weren't great sounding phones, but they were ubiquitous because everyone had a Walkman, so everyone had those headphones. Basically, because Sony was able to kind of shrink down these headphones, and like you said, the build quality wasn't fantastic, uh, in the 80s, a lot of different third-party or knockoff companies started making ones similar to Sony's, you know, to, so you could replace the ones that, you know, that came with it with another pair if you lost it or broke it or whatever. Mm. Kind of ha- kind of like how uh, with the Apple EarPods, <clears throat> excuse me, you started seeing different little earphones pop up everywhere after that because people would always break their EarPods. <laughs> yeah. Simultaneously, also in 1979, funny enough, mm. this guy named Dr. Amar Bose uh, <laughs> invented noise canceling. The funny thing, though, is that he invented these the noise canceling headphones, uh, not for music listening, but for aviation, um, mm-hmm. so that pilots could basically tune out engine noise and stuff and hear communications. The layman's term for how noise canceling works is the headphones have a tiny microphone inside them that takes in sound from outside and actually creates what's called like almost like the reverse audio wave of that sound. Oh, to uh, cancel it out. And plays that to you to cancel it out. Exactly. And this technology was invented, you know, like I said, 1979, same time as the... um, Sony Walkman, but the it didn't become consumer facing until 2000, 30 years later, <laughs> wow. 20 years later, when he came out with the Bose Quiet Comfort QC ones. Which mm. I don't know if you remember when Bose first came out, they had those goofy like infomercials where they would show off the 
the Bose Quiet Comforts, and they had like Bose speakers and all this shit. I don't know if I remember those um, specifically. Yeah, uh, I vaguely remember them. I remember they were kind of ugly looking. Bose still are kind of ugly looking, to be honest. I don't, I don't think their headphones are the most aesthetically pleasing. I just looked up the Bose QC ones. It's interesting how much I'd say they actually look compared to like uh, aviation headphones or not headphones, whatever they call it. Basically headphones. Yeah, basically. I, I don't know if there's a specific term for that, but um, yeah, they do look pretty similar to that. Mm-hmm. And may- and maybe that's why. Maybe, that maybe you know, because they were utilitarian, they didn't give a shit how they looked when they were made for aviators. Right. So they didn't have the design aesthetic uh, once they came to the mass market. Hmm. So yeah, both of those things revolutionized headphone technology just at different times. And Sony basically kind of dominated the portable headphone market in the 80s there was obviously other other manufacturers you know copying sony and making these small headphones at the time but they were basically the first then basically that's kind of the way it was through the 90s obviously sony and other manufacturers came out with different sort of over-ear versions as the walkman evolved into like a portable cd cassette player portable cd player i remember i had a I had a, a Sony Walkman CD player as a kid. The headphones really, if I remember, weren't that different looking from the ones from the uh, 80s Walkman. Right. Uh, yeah, similar case for me too. So yeah, I, I remember even as a kid, like most headphones that weren't like high-end headphones all just had that foam shit on them. <laughs> and then finally, in 2001, A Space Odyssey, <laughs> Steve Jobs in his turtlenecked glory introduced the ipod which <laughs> oh god basically just just it just fucked everything up man if you want to feel old listeners go look up the original <laughs> reveal of the uh ipod oh, in 2001 i know i know i, know. I <laughs> oh, watched god. i forgot i forgot when i watched that but i watched that semi-recently on youtube so yeah 2001 changed it all um steve jobs popped that shit out the ipod on stage. And every iPod came with these little white things called earpods, which were just little tiny white earphones. I don't think I ever knew that's what they were called. I just thought they were just Apple earbuds or well, something. They weren't going to call them the eye ears. Eye ears. That just gets confusing. Um, exactly. Yeah, not to jump ahead too far in history here, but I know that um, AirPods are a thing now. So I guess that's yeah. the evolution we can, of the yeah, AirPods. We, We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Bluetooth in a little bit here. Um, you're getting ahead of me in history. Uh, <laughs> once the iPod came out, they over their lifespan, they sold 300 million of them and the accompanying little white earbuds, uh, hmm. which once again kind of shrunk down uh, listening technology. I mean, the funny thing is earbuds existed for a long time before Apple, but just as everything else, Apple doesn't invent something. They just make it popular. So yeah, if the funny thing is exactly ear, uh, ear pods actually were that technology was first developed for hearing aids, uh, small little tiny, you know, listening devices you put in your ear, they go in your ear as opposed to on your ear. Um, and, those little these little earpod things actually were really popular when they were used with I guess what you would call the first truly portable music and that was transistor radios. You know, like hmm. in the fifties you see those kids with the little radio on their belt and the big ass antenna coming out. 
<laughs> yeah, those often came with basically ear, earbuds. But uh, okay. in the 50s, those earbuds, early, at least the early 50s until True Stereo was developed in 58, those earbuds were single earbuds. It was like a mono earbud that you put in one ear. You know what else came with a single mono earbud? Sony. <laughs> the Sony PlayStation 4. Did it? Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Because the, the, the controller has a little headphone jack in it you can plug in to listen when you're playing online, but it comes with a mono earbud and everyone made fun of it. That's really funny. I hate that you can't pair regular Bluetooth headphones to a PlayStation. Yep. You can only pair, like, special Sony... Even though I have Sony Bluetooth headphones. And yet I was going to say, you have you have those Sony MBT, whatever the fuck's, because you recommended them to me. Oh, yeah. I still have mine, by the way. I don't use them a lot. They stay in a drawer. Right. But, uh, yeah, they're still going. So it's funny that you can buy a product from the same brand with the same technology, but it won't work because reasons. Yeah, because reasons. Yes. Sony PlayStation division kind of basically has a lot of dumb shit and their excuses reasons. Uh, so, so sorry, my Sony. original thing I was going to say was, uh, you know, what originally came with a single mono earbud was uh hit clips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about those. Uh, before we go any further, Kyle, should we take a very short break? Yes. I have to use the little boys room. I like that that's always my excuse whenever we take a break. I have to shit. (laughs) Hey, Kyle. Hey, Peter. Do you know what a website is? No. It's a thing on the internet, and you can go there, and it's fun. Is that where I can find things to do? Yes, you can find things to do there. (laughs) Uh, Getyourfunk.com is a website for funk radio, and... There are, you can find our, our episodes there, and you can listen to them, and you can download them, and we have a tip jar. Do you like money, Kyle? I love money. Well, people will give us money there at getyourfunk.com. Yay! <laughs> Do you have a favorite episode of Funk Radio? I like the one about butts. Well, at getyourfunk.com, you can use the search bar and type in butts, and it'll pull up our episode that we did a while back about butts. Yay! And now back to our previously scheduled content. Did you have fun, Kyle? I did. I made myself a a nice warm glass of milk. Does anybody actually drink warm milk? I remember remember when I was a kid, this kid's TV show, it was a Disney show, it was called Bear and the Big Blue House. I don't know if you remember this, Peter. Oh yeah, I remember that. There, every every episode at the end of the night, because for whatever reason, every episode went through like a whole day for this like bear who I think ran a fucking orphanage. I don't even know. Uh, he just had a lot of friends who liked to uh, squat in his house. They were all children, though, and he wasn't. <laughs> I thought they were all puppets. I don't remember their being kids. Well, of course, they're all actually fucking puppets, but they're puppets based on animals. He was a bear. But you said there were kids there. They're like not real kids but like puppet anthropomorphic children <laughs> the, the, God. the things we fight about ruining the ruining the mystery <laughs> I've ruined your immersion I know crushing my crushing my childhood um and I remember at the end of every episode before he would go to bed he would make a warm glass of milk and I, I, I always that. thought as a kid that's fucking gross who wants <laughs> warm milk 
And I'm kind of curious if anybody actually out there drinks warm milk. So, listeners, if you drink a warm glass of milk before bed, let us know. In the meantime, we'll try to get back on topic here. What topic? Um, uh, headphones. So, yeah. uh, where we left off was... Uh, where did we leave off? Uh, Apple EarPods. Uh, yeah, okay. So, basically, yeah. Just like how the Sony Walkman basically caused a renaissance of headphone manufacturers making new types of headphones iPods basically did the same thing once they shrunk these down they became ubiquitous everyone was making earphones or little ones that go in your ear earbuds thank you and over ear headphones started to kind of become out of style and they you know they weren't being made as much except for like real big audiophile type people Hmm. and it pretty much stayed that way. Um, uh, I don't know if you remember the earphone manufacturer Skull Candy. They were kind of big. Uh, yeah. I they were big when I was in high school. They were kind of the first manufacturer to kind of treat headphones like a fashion item. They had tons of different crazy mm-hmm. colors and patterns and whatnot. Um, they were fairly inexpensive, and people would rock them. N- not so much for the brand. I don't think anyone cared that they were Skull Candy, but because they looked cool. And, you know, outside of showing off that you have an Apple product, white earphones don't look that cool. Well, and the uh, the quality of the earbuds, too. Not just Apple, but all brands. I think they were more widely accepted for their portability versus their quality. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think so many other technologies we've talked about have been the same situation. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting to see that it started to shift back in the other direction. And uh, over-ear headphones started to become popular again. Yeah, it almost seems like, it does seem like for a good while there, especially while we were in college, over-ear headphones kind of came back. And I would associate that almost entirely with a a guy that we shouldn't forget about, Dr. Dre. (laughs) Yeah, in 2008, uh, Dr. Dre came out with Beats headphones, and they were fucking everywhere. Well, they're still around, right? Oh, yeah. Well, they got bought by Apple. Surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, Yeah, basically, uh, Dre geniusly created headphones as like a status symbol product. Hmm. Not, you know, not because they came with a device like a Walkman or uh, an MP3 player or whatever. Just a device, a standalone thing that says, look at me, I have money, I bought an expensive-ass pair of headphones. That yeah. sound quality wasn't all that great. Yeah, I've seen the reviews that were like, they're basically worth a third of what you're paying. Yeah, oh yeah. And they were very bass heavy, which, I mean, mm. it's great for some music. It's great if you like a lot of bass, but yeah. sometimes thing being bass heavy kind of drowns out, you know, mids and highs. Right. So yeah, Dre came out with the Beats in 2008. They're still around, but yeah, they were basically the first sort of headphone as a style statement uh, like I said, Skull Candy kind of did that a little bit before them, but Skull Candies weren't ex- weren't expensive. Uh, they just mm. look they just look nice. Beats, on the other hand, were a status symbol, just like uh, yep. Apple products before them. And if you remember the original Beats, I mean, they had like a bajillion different colors, but they weren't really subtle. They had a big B on the side. You knew right. instantly that they were Beats. And because these were over ear headphones, initially the initial ones were over ear headphones. This kind of 
brought back the renaissance, like you were saying, of over-ear, as opposed to mm. earbuds or things that go in your ear. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, Beats basically remained the at the top of the headphone game. Really, I mean, they kind of still are. All the yeah, way. I mean, the, if you ask me to name a brand of headphones, that's probably one of the only ones I can think of on the top of my head that's not, like, Sony or Philips or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. This was this headphone company just made headphones. They didn't have headphones yeah. as, a div- as a division of a larger electronics company. Right. And the funny thing is the original Beats were by Dre were made by a, a headphone company called Monster. So this company started cranking out all these different headphones, kind of trying to capitalize on the celebrity popularity hmm. that Dr. Dre offered. So they partnered with other celebrities to come out with headphones like the Lady Gaga headphones, the Miles Davis headphones. He's dead. Uh, surprise. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Monster basically celebritized headphones in the, you know, late 2000s through the 2010s. I guess that must I mean, uh, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, how effective can that really be in a brand? But, you know, apparently it works really well or otherwise nobody would be doing it. Yeah, I mean, basically, he was kind of genius for, like, figuring out how to do it first, but you could take pretty much any product, and if you're a celebrity, you have a built-in fan base, you slap your name on something, poof, people buy it. Perfect example, have you heard of the Soldier Boy game console? I've heard it mentioned here and there, but I don't know what it is, and I haven't bothered to look it up or figure it out if it's just a joke or what. So... Basically, what he did and what he got shit on for is he bought a bunch of cheap Chinese video game emulator systems. If you basically Google these systems, there's a lot of sites you can buy. You can actually buy Chinese products direct from the factories as opposed to through a third-party mediary. Uh, So he basically did this, bought these really cheap emulators slapped his name on him and sold him on his website for like triple the price. So he had like a Soldier Boy home console, a Soldier Boy handheld, which I don't know why he didn't call it the Soldier Boy. Um, <laughs> and on his site, he says things like, oh yeah, it can play, you know, PlayStation 4 games, Xbox games, Nintendo games, blah, blah, blah. And mm. YouTube and a lot of the video game centric crowd on youtube just lit him up basically saying you're an idiot stop taking advantage of people and you're gonna get your ass sued by one of these major companies which he already got a cease and desist from nintendo i was gonna say are emulators kind of illegal they're completely illegal oh there you go yeah basically he is now kind of a laughing stock but the sad thing is he before he got in trouble he made a stupid amount of money off him not like billions of dollars but basically more than he probably should have made so yeah um going back to the headphone thing so so where are we now then in today's world basically the biggest revolution in headphones of late which i don't know if they were really i i I know that's a topic for another day is actually the invention of bluetooth that's kind of interesting but Mm -hmm. i don't know if any one headphone company popularized bluetooth in fact bluetooth member uh, was initially used for those little mono style ear things you wore when you wanted to to make hands-free calls um 
Oh, yeah. Like, they, they had, like, the Jabra Jawbone. I remember that one. It was really popular and expensive. Well, that Bluetooth, Bluetooth technology that was used eventually made their way to headphones. And Bluetooth headphones exploded uh, on the scene and, once again, were popularized by Apple. Funny thing is, though, Apple wasn't the first uh, phone... Oh, back up here. The reason that Bluetooth headphones have exploded is because in the last two or three years, major cell phone manufacturers, because they've been making their phones thinner and thinner and thinner, have found that the space for a 3.5 millimeter jack is too much space in the phone, and it's, it, they, it, it's keeping them from making their phones as thin as they want. So... Because Bluetooth technology already exists, a lot of these manufacturers like Google and uh, Huawei and them basically said, screw it, got rid of the headphone jack and said, y'all can use Bluetooth headphones. Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because um, I remember in an episode we did a while back, uh, I think mid-2016, mm-hmm. half an episode was dedicated to um, when uh, USB-C was becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Which... Now it's very much a thing. And the topic, yeah, and the topic was they were starting to come out with headphones with that connection rather than the uh, 3.5 millimeter jack for the reason that it was taking up too much space in phones. Yeah. But in that topic, I think we were talking about like, well, at that point, you might as well just switch to Bluetooth. And then after that episode, um, I actually did go out and buy Bluetooth headphones and I've been using them ever since. Nice. So uh, it's it's funny to see how smartphones are affecting technology trends and other things such as headphones. Like there's a shift happening because of the popularity of a separate thing that affects it. Absolutely. I mean, you could. I mean, the argument could be made that smartphones killed the iPod. You know, once people could play me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Play music on their phone. Why do you need an iPod? And so yeah. yeah. So like, exactly. That's these. Phone manufacturers got rid of headphone jacks. Bluetooth became more ubiquitous. And in, when was this, like 2016, when Apple came out with the iPhone, I want to say it was the iPhone 7 or 9 or 10, I don't remember which model, they repopularized Bluetooth because they came out with the AirPods, which, funny enough, didn't come with the phone. They were... uh like I want to say they were like one hundred and seventy dollars or something as extra, but well, yeah, I think the difference there is that the earpods were pretty cheap, so they could be included, but those are too expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, did did they come out that far long ago? Uh, I'm trying to figure. Oh, yeah, iPhone Seven was the first iPhone without a headphone jack. Oh, uh, and that's when AirPods were. Yep, interesting. Mm-hmm. And that was the iPhone came out in 2016. I didn't realize they had been around that long because I haven't really seen them in use until like this last year or so. But maybe I haven't been paying attention. So Apple basically popularized uh, Bluetooth headphones with those little ear pods. Now, have you used have you used the AirPods before? No, I think they. I well, I take I take that back. Uh, a friend of mine who has an iPhone had the ear pods and he let me listen to them. Uh, admittedly they don't sound bad they don't sound nearly as crappy as ear pods do i would hope not for the price for that price but they're not amazing from an audiophile standpoint something that's bluetooth is always going to be inferior to something with a dedicated jack because you're losing like 
audio fidelity by transmitting it over Bluetooth because it has to be compressed. Rather than it being analog. So, yeah. No, yeah, but, but I think even that is uh, generally to the point where the average person can't tell the difference. Yeah, exactly. It's a diminishing return thing. So for the average person, you know, if they, it's got decent beta response and it's wireless, they don't care. And I don't blame them. People like convenience. Well, I feel like I have a fairly high uh, sensitivity to audio quality. Yeah. And I've been using Bluetooth headphones for probably a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had any issues with it. Yeah. So At some point, I do want to take the plunge and try... The, the newest technology with Bluetooth headphones is what's called uh, True Wireless, where the the AirPods being one of them, and really the one that kind of popularized it, it's um, two individual like earphones that go in your ear, as opposed to mm-hmm. slightly older Bluetooth technology where the two earphones were connected by a wire that had sort of right. like a Bluetooth transmitter like that hung around your neck, sort of. Uh, Beats, I know, came out with these before before the AirPods. I will say I have lately been intrigued by the true wireless ones, but for one, I don't really need them. Yeah. And for two, I'm a little worried that, you know, if I'm out on a walk or something, if I drop one, is it lost forever? Yeah, exactly. That's my biggest fear is, like, I'm going to lose these things. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, um, basically that's where we're at right now in headphone technology. Is headphones became wireless, which I suppose was an inve- was an eventuality, uh, mm. given that everything's becoming wireless. Something that I was randomly thinking about as we were talking, especially about like the AirPods and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. is um, in the book Fahrenheit four fifty one. It basically talks about this technology that people use. That's basically the same thing as what AirPods are now. And that was written in 1953. Damn. So that basically predicted exactly how we'd be consuming music today. That makes sense. I mean, I was going to say it's not a book, obviously, but the original Star Trek show basically had like little Bluetooth headphones, those communicators, hmm. where they'd like put their hand on their uh, ear yeah. and like talk or whatever. Those were basically like the original Bluetooth communicator things. In fact, I think when those Bluetooth, uh, those mono Bluetooth things came out for phones before they were headphones hmm. they kind of tongue-in-cheek advertised them like star trek communicator things oh funny yeah but yeah no that's that's pretty crazy they were predicting that back in the 50s well this has been a long-ass episode but it's also been an interesting one and i've enjoyed it quite a lot so thank you for yeah. doing the research kyle no worries uh no i actually really enjoyed researching this too i i'm kind of a tech nerd so yeah, this was actually really interesting to me. If you uh, enjoyed this topic, or if you didn't, and you're very angry for wasting a lot of your time, tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. And if you don't feel like talking to us, that's totally fine. And you can go to getyourfunk.com and listen to our other episodes. And I'm actually going to call out a few episodes that we kind of touched on in this topic. Back in episode 159 was when we talked about USB headphones and uh, I think a bit a little little bit of Bluetooth in there as well. Mm-hmm. 189 was the episode about hit clips, which <laughs> whatever we mentioned it. Uh, and more recently, episode 227 was when we talked about stereo versus mono. Oh. So those are just a few that we mentioned uh, throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. So that's it. So, yep, yeah, this has been your uh, host, Kyle. And this has been your host, Peter. Thank you for listening, whether it's with headphones or not. 
and uh, we'll be back at some point in the future. Okay, bye.